1: Well, he's in. Not that anyone is surprised by that. 93 WIBC, it is The Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Kevins here. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey today. And, well, he went on and on and on, <sighs> and, on and on and on and on to the point where uh, the network's I mean, I'm talking even like I think Newsmax, Fox News. We're not just talking ABC, CBS, NBC. They left as well. It was I will I will say it like this: the Trump announcement was the tone and tenor it should have always been, but it's two years too late. And get to the point. He's trying to relive the tidal
2: wave of 2016, but the magic is gone. The support isn't there. He's no longer in touch with the zeitgeist. And this message rings hollow after a lackluster performance by Republicans in the midterms. It's uh, it,
1: it, it just doesn't play well. Yeah, that, I think that's the takeaway, right? And, and I said this for really for a year and a half is the best political move Trump could have made Because it wasn't like anybody was going to forget about Trump. It wasn't like people who loved Trump were suddenly going to say, well, I've just fallen for another candidate. The best move Trump could have made would to be go away, right? There's the old saying, how can I miss you if you won't go away? And likely the Republicans would have done better than they did in the midterms. And then yesterday would have been the perfect moment to make that speech in the sense of, look, the country's in shambles. You have spoken at the ballot box in terms of wanting to correct course. I have heard you. I have made mistakes. And I am willing to change because there is nothing more than I loved in this country. Let's go charge. Because people would have missed him. And they would have missed him based on where the country is and where it was before Trump left office, certainly pre-COVID but that opportunity no longer exists?
2: There's a couple Republicans from recent memory he could have learned this lesson from, one, a former president and one, a presidential candidate. I'm thinking Mitt Romney and George Bush, both loathed members of the Republican party. Certainly George Bush, when he left office and then disappeared, comes back a few years later, he's showing up with Ellen DeGeneres, he's showing off his paintings and has rehabilitated in many ways his public perception. You gotta go away in order for the,
1: like you say, for the public to miss you. All right, we've got a little bit of audio from the big shindig last Uh, night. Go ahead.
3: This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. If you look at the numbers, if you look at what's happened with Hispanic, with African American, with Asian, and just look at what's happening, this is a party that has become much bigger, much stronger, much more powerful can do much more good for our country. This is a job for grandmothers and construction workers, firefighters, builders, teachers, doctors, and farmers who cannot stay quiet any longer. You can't stay quiet any longer. You're angry about what's happening to our country. Our country is being destroyed before your very eyes.
1: The whole this is a movement thing works in the idea of it. But when you don't produce in multiple elections, the movement premise doesn't really work anymore because clearly your supposed movement is not getting you or the people you, uh, you uh, support elected to public office.
2: His movement is more akin to a bowel movement because he's... (laughs) Wow! uh, Coming out
1: of the gate hard this
2: morning! Well, because he continues to uh, uh, suggest bad ideas, bad policy positions. First of all, continuing to question the legitimacy of the election was not a winning uh, platform position in the midterms. Um, And then suggesting that as a nation we need to switch to paper ballots is incredibly short-sighted. Two words for you, Mr. Kendall. Hanging Chads, remember remember that the debacle. Yes, Yes, the debacle of the Florida elections caused because they were paper ballots, and they overhauled their system for the better, mind you, because of that debacle. So it would be actually a regressive step backwards to implement the policy that Trump is suggesting out of the gate at his 2024
1: uh, uh, re-election announcement. Here is Trump's close from the never-ending speech last night. It went on and on, my friends. It was the speech that never ends. And then it finally did end. And there, here it is.
3: America's golden age is just ahead. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. We will make America glorious again. And we will make America great again.
1: The problem is I've heard all of that. And what you don't know how to do is win elections again. And if you can't win elections, all of these platitudes and these promises, you can't talk about corruption. You can't talk about draining the swamp because you put these people like Dan Coats and Mitch McConnell's wife in positions of immense power. You appointed Ray as the director of the FBI. You were the one who initially kept Comey. All of these things You allowed to happen, and until you figure out how to win an election, it doesn't matter anyway, and there are not enough Trump people to win an election. Now, I would love to dismiss the Trumpster, but 2016
2: showed that it would be unwise to underestimate him and the base that said. I'm curious what your speculative impressions are of what this does to the Republican primaries. Does this potential— Does this potentially do Republicans a favor because they coalesce against a singular candidate to oppose the Trump? Well, I I think... Instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall and having two dozen candidates all running at the same time.
1: No, no, no. The the problem you've got with the Republican primary is it's free TV for these grifters who avoid working a real job like the plague. Like, what... what what would Mike Pence be doing? Like, I, 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 what would Chris Christie be doing? No, I'm serious. These people live to see themselves on television, and they avoid working real jobs that produce for society at all cost. And running for president is free television time. They're on all the t- all, They'll be on all the talk shows, all the cable news, these sorts of radio stations. It's it's just millions and millions of dollars of free publicity. So you're not going to stop the also-rans. From getting in, the question is going to be: Is there a viable? And as of right now, obviously, as we they got say, one check, as, check the scoreboard. Well, as they <laughs> say in pro wrestling, card subject to change. But but right now, you have one super viable alternative to Donald Trump, and that is Ron DeSantis. Now, does someone like Tim Scott or Kristi Noem or whoever become a viable option? I don't know, but it the onus will be on the Republican Party to pick someone. Who can win. And I know this really angers Trump boat guy, and I know this really angers Trump flag guy, but there are not uh, enough Trump boat guys and Trump flag guys to help Donald Trump or his candidates win. We have seen this for two elections in a row. And if you nominate Donald Trump, it is going to be Barry Goldwater circa 1964 all over again let's look at the performance of republicans during the midterms
2: trump back candidates did not overperform so yeah going with him again
1: seems questionable at best and the and and if any and i know there are many people who are very upset about this but show me the path we have seen two elections in a row that trump either through creative jelly bean counting or mass mail-in voting or whatever you want to call it or you know maybe they'll actually take some ownership in Trump and the flaws of Trump or a collection of all of them. What is Trump's path to victory that, that, that did not work in 2020 and 2022? What is he going to do different? Because the speech was the same speech. It was the same stuff. There was nothing new that we saw last night that says, I will do this differently to get myself across the finish line. And until you make that case, and maybe you will, I don't know, does it come in January? Does it come in February? Does it come in March? Unless you make the case on what you're going to do different, You're just a guy who's going to get beat again, and that doesn't do anything for me. Right. If he's going to have a snowball's chance in Ecuador, he's got
2: to demonstrate that he can evolve. But Trump doesn't, and he doesn't admit that he's made mistakes. He often positions himself, even had he made mistakes, as actually being the correct decision.
1: All right. When we come (laughs) back, somebody who does do something for me is Ron DeSantis. And he finally addressed Trump's criticism. Ethan Atcher's in for Casey, 93, WIBC. Is there any group in the history of ever more overrated than
2: the Beatles? What the hell is your problem with the Beatles, man?
1: (laughs) I I, I just every time I hear these guys other than maybe let it be perfection. I don't know. A day in the life is okay. Taxman, uh, Lucy uh, in tax the Sky, man. I, I Penny Lane. I, I just ponder stabbing my eyes out with the hot poker. And for some reason, about 60 years ago, they created some sort of hypnosis on this country where everybody believed they were the greatest thing in the history of ever. Why did you play that? I, because I just, Kevin has good taste, unlike you, Rob. Yeah, it's Why did a you catchy do that? Song, and I, I will say you that you knew that what that was going to do to me. Why did you do that?
4: No, no matter what you think, they still had a a big cultural impact. So
1: did Millie Vanilli. We're not running them. That is the greatest thing in the history of ever. Do you just want me to play Herman's Hermits No, it's all day? fine. I just, I just, you knew that I was going to do that, and you did it anyway, and it is what it is. It's a Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. I'm Rob. I'm, Ethan Hatcher's in for uh, Casey today. Kevin making terrible uh, music choices over there on the oh, board. Oh, Rob, you just got a problem with good music. So, That's the issue here. Ron DeSantis, finally, yes, has addressed the criticism from Donald Trump. And I will say this about Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying he's an A plus in everything, but there's nobody's perfect. But there's nothing that he does so far has done that at any moment have I ever gone, Ooh, that's not gonna play well. And even with and with Trump, even in his best moments, like the Trump twenty fifteen Republican primary campaign was peak awesomeness of Trump. There were moments where as a as a supporter you would go, Ah, oh, that's gonna be a hard one to defend. There's nothing that DeSantis has done so far that you would say, I cannot defend that or I would feel like I would lose ground. By attempting to defend this guy. No grab them by the P word moment. Absolutely. There's no horse face. There's no accusing of, of bleeding women bleeding badly from facelifts.
4: <laughs> it's just
1: straight to the point and it's always very good. And this was no different. He finally addressed Trump's criticism of him. With a bit of a sizzling comeback, too.
4: One of the things I've learned like learned in this job is um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term. And yet, I think what you what you learn is all that's just noise. And really, what Matters is: Are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last
1: Tuesday night. Perfect. Yeah. You couldn't draw up the response any. Better. And this is what the Republican Party needs in terms of leadership and a face going forward because he didn't wilt. He hasn't wilted on policy. He's been great on so much of the policy that he has put forward. He has stood strong when other people have faded, including the most important thing of all, when Trump was backing national lockdowns and bribing governments to shut down through $5 trillion of handouts from the federal government. Ron DeSantis is the guy who said, we will remain open. We will not force you to wear a mask. We will allow you to live
2: your life. He set himself out as an outlier in a good way during an unprecedented time of the pandemic, and he's bearing the fruits of those good decisions. He
1: won by almost 60%, which is a landslide victory. If you are a Trump person, okay, take away... And you can call the hotline, 317-684-8444, at Rob M. Kendall on on Twitter, or Rob at WIBC.com, however you want to correspond. Help me understand... What it is about DeSantis that you say, not hyperbole, not, I think, I think sees an actual factual record when you compare the records of Trump and DeSantis, let's cut through all the emotion on this, because this is the problem. I don't think the Trump supporter, the hardcore Trump supporter can cut through the emotion. I think they, it is so much now based on emotion rather than reality. But if you have something, in when you compare DeSantis's record to Trump's record, and you say, oh my gosh, Trump is so much better than DeSantis on, I would be fascinated to know what that is. Other than emotion, and you feel Trump got screwed in some capacity, why would you hitch your wagon to Trump over DeSantis? I would be fascinated to know that at any of the aforementioned, whether it's the hotline, Twitter, or the email. Let me know. I, I would love I would love to get inside the mind of a person who hears and sees DeSantis every day with his squeaky clean background, with his perfect appearance, with his perfect family, with just a great track record of leadership and go, no, we want to run through this Trump circus again. With his legislative accomplishments,
2: especially if your stated goal is to, quote, drain the swamp, which is something Trump talks a big game about, but then, as you pointed out, often appoints then establish shady establishments Establishment characters to operate in the positions of government. Uh, Ron DeSantis, on the other hand, stripping away the self-governing authority of Walt Disney, or at least attempting to, a huge legislative accomplishment, returning liberty to the citizens of Florida. So if you're talking about draining the swamp, let's check check the scoreboard, like he said.
1: And again, if you're a person in the YouTube chat, oh, I'm going to go listen somewhere else (laughs) because Rob's Trump asking, go, you've been saying this for two weeks and you're still here, no one believes you. And we don't care. You know who we do care about, though, is Kurt Darling, and he's got the news coming up next.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: The Republicans did the Republican thing that we told you they were going to do, and this is why I said there's zero reason to vote for these people, because nothing's going to change. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob uh, Casey out today. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey. Before we get into the Republicans doing what we knew they were going to do, which is pick Kevin McCarthy. Good old boys club. I want to address something here real quick, because... there are many, many people that are very upset with the radio broadcaster (laughs) because of the conversation. We We are daring to have the conversation about the Republican Party going forward. You can be mad at me all you want, but we play you these voicemails every single day and the emails and the Twitter correspondence. There are many, 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 many people who are at best and these are people who have voted for the man twice, uber apprehensive about another runaround with Donald Trump. They're not never Trumpers, they're not radical leftists, they are people who have donated to, knocked on doors for, certainly voted for, Trump not once but twice, and candidates that Trump has supported on multiple occasions. They are apprehensive about Trump because the reality is that Trump has had major issues, and by eight major issues, I mean lost the last two elections. Trump's, endorsing Jim Banks and, and Greg Pence are not victories. Okay, That's like picking Alabama against Marion in football. No offense, Marion. They're a great smaller school football program. But Alabama, if they beat Marion in football, would not be running around going, look at this amazing victory over Marion. Jim Banks was going to win no matter what. Greg Pence was going to win no matter what. The Donald Trump endorsement had as much deal to help them as mine did, and I didn't endorse either one of them because it didn't have anything to do with it. They were always going to win because of hyper-gerrymandered Republican districts. They cannot lose, the same way as Andre Carson, cannot lose. Donald Trump had major issues with his own candidacy and other candidates he supported in 2020, and he had major issues in the swing states, whether it was Oz or Laxalt or Masters or DOLAC or any of them. None of them won. I guess Vance, but Vance underperformed by something like Twenty points,
2: and how do you lose a cam- or how do you lose a campaign against John Fetterman? That's the real head scratcher. I mean, Oz was a true zero, so supporting him was throwing away a completely
1: easily winnable election. And the fact that you are so offended by the conversation should give you pause. We're having a conversation right now about who is best to be the face of the Republican Party going forward. You people are the same people who just two weeks ago were mad at me because I was supporting libertarians. No, you have to support Republicans. You have to be in our tent. You're throwing your vote away if you just support libertarians. Okay, you want me back in the tent. I'm having the conversation about how to have a good candidate who will actually be a reliable conservative. You are the people who wanted me back in this tent and you say by supporting someone else, I'm throwing my vote away. Okay, i I'm agreeing to participate. And part of my agreement to participate is you have to show me two things. One, who you're gonna nominate that is a reliable conservative, and number two, how does that person win? And it appears, Ethan, right now, that hardcore Trump supporters are hyper offended by even having the conversation and cannot produce that evidence, but even suggesting we need to determine this Well, you're a bad guy.
2: Whether you like it or not, to millions of people across the nation throughout America, after the debacle of January 6th, especially and the lead up to it, Donald Trump is damaged goods. He had more than 60 opportunities in a court of law to prove his claims, all of them overturned, and then the lead up to now of course he never said March on the Capitol uh, But certainly he did nothing to Stop the situation And did everything to help pour gas On the fire and millions of people See it that way after that it's it Everything with a Campaign for Donald Trump would be an enormous Uphill battle to overcome and when you Have much more electable much More solid much more liberty minded Candidates that actually have a legislative Record to run on why wouldn't you select That option
1: well and, and, and so <laughs> This is Look, you can hate me, you can loathe me, you can whatever. The, that's a long line. That ain't going to bother me. But if you're a Trump supporter and you actually want this guy to be the Republican nominee for president, and more importantly, actually want him to be the president, because I think we all share, no matter whether you're DeSantis, Tim Scott, Christy Noem, Donald Trump, whoever, I think we should all share the general belief that any of those people are infinitely better than Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or whoever, and we would share in the common goal of getting that person across the finish line, you have to answer to yourself how you're going to win the people that you have not been able to win the last two elections. And just saying, well, it's stolen and they cheated isn't going to work because that's not going to win you the election. Right, just take this advice, if you take nothing else from me, people are looking for how Trump is going to be a different, viable candidate than he has been either in 2020 or the people he endorsed were in 2022. And if you cannot answer that question and you got about six months to pull it off, because I think in about six months, there's gonna be some really good people start to pull the trigger if Trump can't make this case, You're not going to win. So you can hate me for saying it out loud, but this is where the people are. This is where the majority of voicemails and correspondence that we get are. People wanted Trump to be better. People invested heavily in Trump, but they are done losing. They are done losing people who on policy agree with us, but because Trump is so divisive as a person that they are not pulling the trigger for Republican candidates. This is not Trump bashing. This is a very real adult conversation that the Republican Party is going to have over the next six months to a year. And if you're this mad right now, over even having the conversation, then you need to look in the mirror because the problem is you and your candidate. This is a totally legitimate, worthwhile. We should have it conversation. It's a risky proposition to move forward with w- move forward with
2: candidates that have that level of baggage. Look at the very razor thin margins in the midterm elections that in some cases ended up with Democrat victory. It would have been better to nominate candidates that don't have the baggage and could have then overcome those few tens of thousands of votes.
1: I want to get into the what the Republicans did yesterday with McCarthy, but I want to oh, wait yeah. t- I want to wait till the next segment to do this. So Kevin, we have this Marjorie Taylor Greene audio that I want to skip down to because she, in a weird way, kind of makes this same point. Now, she's a super Trump person and she doesn't realize she's really making the point, but she did in which she's basically saying, look if we don't figure out what's going on, whether it's mail-in balloting whatever, then we're going to lose again. And even Marjorie Taylor Greene, I don't think she knew she was doing it, but she's basically making the same case. Covid is the entire reason that states changed their elections and allowed for all of these mail-in ballots, and that's why we saw we lost in 2020 because of that, because of the mail-in ballots, and because it was ripe for election fraud. And now we're watching it again, especially in Kerry Lake's race over in Arizona. This this shouldn't be this way. Everyone was calling for a red wave. Either all the pollsters were wrong and they need to be fired, and that's Republican, Democrat, and every media pollster saying that we were going to get a red wave or we have to finally acknowledge the fact or at least we have to get the other side to acknowledge the fact and admit the truth that mail-in ballots is the biggest problem in our elections and it is going to be a major factor going forward into 2024 yeah you can complain about it all you want what is the solution what is the answer and that is going to be what the Trump supporter and any candidate for president, whether it's Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Christy Nome, Chris Christie, whoever's running, you're going to have to make a viable case about why we're not just why we're losing, but how you're going to fix it. What are you going to do about mass mail and unaccountable balloting if you're not going to stop it? How are you going to offset it? You are, it is not Trump bashing. It does not make you a bad person. It does not make you, as this one person just sent me an email, an American liberal scumbag for daring to say that unless you figure these things out, you're going to keep having Democrats elected, and I will gladly take the slings and arrows if it forces people in central Indiana, the tens of thousands of people who listen to us every single day, to start thinking out loud and start having this conversation. Historically,
2: a Republican tactic has been to emphasize turning out the in-person vote on Election Day, but as election laws have changed and as early voting has expanded, Democrats have gotten a larger edge, so it's time for Republicans to change their tactics and start turning out those early votes in addition to encouraging in-person voting, because sometimes people intend to vote, and then they don't show up. If you have the early voting, you get that vote in the bag.
1: You know, it's interesting because I was having a conversation with one of our bosses the other day and we were talking about this conversation and the conversation. Look, it's a risky conversation to have in talk radio because so many people who listen to talk radio are and have been ardent Donald Trump supporters. But we, that's what we do here. And part of why we are so popular and our ratings are so good is we talk about risky things. We don't just. I mean, we're one of the two or three most listened to by market shares talk stations in America because we have Risky conversations and that means we talk about things not just that are comfortable and easy It would be really easy to go. Yeah, Trump totally got screwed and and it's awful and boy What a bullcrap situation easy
2: conversations are boring though and that would put us as one of many in an echo chamber Absolutely. This stands distinct.
1: Absolutely the hard conversation and the one we're willing to have and are some people gonna leave Maybe the same people who keep saying they're <laughs> gonna leave are still here yelling at me every single day But if we lose some people Okay, because the more important thing is that we figure out who we are and where we want to go and how we're going to win for this country. Because the one thing I think we can all agree on is we cannot afford any more radical left lunatic policies dominating our society. I can't
2: afford another four more years of inflation. we got to get this crap together before 2024.
1: And, and if you can't tolerate having the conversation with me, <laughs> who will ultimately vote for Donald Trump if he's the nominee, you have zero shot. And, I, and, and we'll, we're going to move on to the uh, Republican congressional selection here in just a second. But if you are if you are incapable of having this conversation with me, who will vote for Donald Trump if he's the nominee, you have zero, and I mean zero shot, of converting the people who have previously not voted for Donald Trump. You can direct your outrage at me, because I'll probably vote for the Libertarian. <laughs> Just, <laughs> grow up, people. We got two years of this. 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey Show.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: So the Republicans did the very Republican thing and selected the guy to be their nominee for speaker who almost... Lost them the seemingly unlosable House of Representatives. Because, well, at the end of the day, in the Republican Party, the status quo and defending the status quo is what's most important. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's out today, Ethan Hatcher in for Casey. So 188 to 31 was the vote. Kevin McCarthy will be the Republican nominee for speaker. This came in the same day in which a super liberal guy beat Jim Banks for the whip position. Steve Scalise, I guess you could say he becomes the you know majority leader, so there's some positive in that. But even at the end of the day, you know, we were told, oh, you got to vote for these Republicans no matter who they are, and we'll hold them accountable. That was the thing I heard time and time and time and time and time and time again during the during the election. You, you, you can't throw your vote away on a third-party candidate. You got to vote for the Republican. And we'll hold them accountable. And I said, no, you won't. Because nobody ever holds the Republicans accountable. And here we are. The first action of the House Republicans is to pick a super liberal guy who is of the same he's, just-
2: he's just gonna be another carrot face. He's,
1: he's gonna just- be a John Boehner. Yeah, absolutely. He's straight out of central casting. It's John Boehner, it's Paul Ryan, and they they had an opportunity to pick a conservative for whip. They didn't do it. And why, why would I believe anything is going to change? You, If you're a person who told me I must vote for all the Republicans and then hold them accountable later... This is your issue. Explain this to me. What The first action is to pick the same guy who will do the same stuff. Why would I believe things are going to be any different?
2: Especially because uh, spending bills originate from the House. I have no expectation of Republicans switching tact and becoming responsible spenders again, which is dire news considering we're about to hit $30 trillion of debt. At what point does the bubble pop? The The, the Congress has to begin acting responsibly, and it needs to do so by having principled candidates in office, but you're not going to get there by electing uh, Kevin McCarthy as uh, as the leader.
1: Kevin McCarthy did not get 31 Republican votes, which, given <laughs> the makeup of the House of Representatives, means right now he does not have enough votes, though, to be Speaker. He's the Republican nominee for Speaker. And so, Matt Gates from Florida, Representative from Florida, touched on this yesterday that he thinks they can still block McCarthy from ultimately becoming speaker.
2: But the fact that there are dozens of people as of tomorrow who aren't ready to vote for Kevin McCarthy, you have to somehow believe that magically between tomorrow and January 3rd, he's going to make up the ground that he hasn't made up with every tool he's already had as leader during the election cycle. And he did all he could to get rid of the America First people, but there are enough of us around where we would rather deal with someone who might be a little more moderate than our way of thinking If we have someone who is honest with us and who has agency and will work with us to unlock the potential of all of the members.
1: So the question would be, Ethan, first of all, I think ultimately the majority of these people will roll over and play dead because that's what Republicans normally do. But the question would be, if not Kevin McCarthy and you are one of those 31 Republicans who said no dice, where do you go? because they're not going to let a Democrat become Speaker, so where do you go, and what do you do if you're one of those 31 people who said, I'm not signing up for Kevin McCarthy?
2: That's a good question. Who's who's a real Liberty leader in the, ah, in the Republican the, Party is, right this, now? I mean, think there's not really a standout.
1: This is the $10 billion, or in the case of how much we spend in this country, the $10 trillion question is, what will the Matt Gates people do, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, et etc., Lauren Boberts? Where will they go? Because there's not another viable option right now inside the party based on the results yesterday. There's not
2: like an analogous Rand
1: Paul congressman in the House. I don't know. Uh, I actually like this guy in the YouTube chat who suggested Ron Paul. I think that'd be fabulous. (laughs) Uh, It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Ethan's in for Casey today. Kevin's here. So when we come back, we've got to talk about something super important that happened yesterday. How a Russian missile accidentally went into Poland, killed two people in Poland, the world lost its mind, there was a mass meeting of the world powers, and now it has come out that it was very likely Ukraine who sent the missile into Poland and killed the two people. And yet, more blank checks, more blank checks for Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. We'll talk about it coming up next, 93 WIBC, The Kendall and Casey Show.